Podcast episode 99H. I'm your co host, Joe Lindholm, along with Jason Shirley. Jason, tell them what time it is. Joe, you're prepared to hey, tell no. me why the Bulls' new boss is going to be significantly different than the old boss, even uh, though the old boss was ceremoniously floated upstairs. So let's first define. Well, first of all, let's welcome everybody in to the uh, to the show. Welcome everybody. Oh, I failed to do so. Not a problem. Uh, welcome into this uh, this fine episode. Lots to talk about. We have a limited clock. The clock be ticking. Um. All right, so here's why I think it's different. And I have inside information. And by inside information, I mean I listened to his interview, a little bit of it today with Molly and Haw in the car. They replayed it on Bernsey. So, um, Oh, uh, quick aside. <coughs> I, uh, I chose to listen to five minutes of commercials as opposed to listening to a live Bernstein. Just saying. Well, the only reason I was even having it on was because they were talking to him. They replayed this interview. Roger that. So, so um, at any rate, so he, you remember for years and years and years and years and years, years and years, Jerry, Jerry, years. Jerry. They, they, it was the Bulls' philosophy that organizations win championships, right? <laughs> right. Now, that, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's their, that was their philosophy, correct? Absolutely. Okay. One of the first sentences out of his mouth was players win games in this league. Players are the most important thing in this league. That's what he said out of his mouth. Now, I think that... Hey, I don't remember saying that. That's right. I think Jerry, Jerry, I think has learned a lesson from the White Sox and that He's going to do to the Bulls what he did to the White Sox, and that is take the loyal, take the one loyal soldier that was part of championship teams. Well, except for Kenny, Kenny wasn't, but take the one loyal guy in your organization and put him next to you, kissing the ring, and let somebody from outside the organization with modern thought run your organization the way it should have been run minimum five years ago. And I think that's, I think you just nailed it right there. 
it's that the game, both games have moved on mm-hmm. and the people in place yes. haven't. Yes. So. And even, uh, according, I mean, this is, I'm reading, you know, stuff on the athletic that I've been sif- sif- sifting through. Michael Reinsdorf somehow <clears throat> is like, yeah, we need a fresh start. Like, we, what? Like, now you realize this? Or, like, we just need a fresh attitude. We need fresh ideas. <laughs> like, oh, <yeah. laughs> so, that's why I think it's not old boss, same as the new boss. I think the new boss is forward thinking. He's got mm-hmm. a very Rick Hahn mentality about him, seemingly. No, I have not. Okay. No, I have not. You know, actions speak louder than words. He's been the G. He's been the president of basketball operations for a whopping four days or whatever it's been. Right. So we'll see. But this is the exact same feeling I got when Kenny got bumped and Rakan was made GM. It's like okay, now we have somebody that thinks in twenty twenty and not two thousand. Yeah, that's my. That's the reason why I think. Okay. It is not new boss, same as the old boss. And that's, uh, th- that's fair. I, uh, I mean, I love Rick Hahn, love that move when they did it. Um, waiting for it to come to fruition, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's, we're going to be just good enough not to win the World Series. That's not good enough. Because Kenny Williams is still, or the ghost of Kenny Williams is still hovering. I, I I don't want that to be that way for the Bulls, where, you know... Correct. I'm with you. E- even though everybody everybody seems to be new and seems to be forward-thinking and seems to be cha- changing things, and we're going to have a lot of hard-to-pronounce uh, <laughs> backs of jerseys coming forward. I Hey, but if it's, you know, Giannis, if it g- give me somebody Correct. of that caliber, I'm, uh, I'm on board. Correct. And, dude, I just want the best players possible on this team. Right. I don't care what they're. I don't care how long their name is on their jet, on their jersey. Right. I don't care. It can be Snuffleupagus for all I give a shit. <laughs> like, I don't care. Like I just want the best five guys on the court to start, and then the best bench to go with the best five guys that they can that they can get. Name of the deceased? Something Polish? <laughs> Bonnie Rubble. What an actor. That's. Uh, uh, it's funny because we both get the joke. Yeah. No one listening is. Probably is not. Maybe a, a third. Wait, I got an idea. Edible paper. Anyway. <laughs> I'm a big ideas guy, Chuck. <laughs> Apparently so is Arturis Karnasovas. There you go. My right, first attempt at announcing it. Or second attempt. Something that struck me as odd. Well, not one thing. One A and one B that struck me odd. A... Jim Boylan not fired. B, the Bulls released a statement from him. <laughs> what? Released yeah. a welcome statement. I'm like, Wait, yeah. what? Yeah, well, here's this is what I heard today. Yeah. Um, the main goal is building the front office. Correct. Doing it, doing it quickly prior to the draft. Incorrectly. And once everything is settled there... Then he's going to turn his eye on coaching. Firing. So for the time being, they've got a placeholder. It's not like the job's vacant. Correct. But um, and they're trying to do it above board. They're trying to make it look good. But I will right. guarantee you there is absolutely no way, There's Jimbo. No way. Yeah. Yeah, no way. And 
the funny thing is to me that like he, he thinks he's I mean he technically is the coach, right? I mean he's right now. Right now. And they raised the point on on Kaplan's show, no shat. I don't remember who it was, one of his producers, Black or whoever. Yeah. Was like, dude, even if they play even if there's the remote possibility that they play fifteen games at the end of the season, A, they're not making the playoffs, and B, they're gonna be the worst fifteen games ever. Yeah. Who the fuck cares who the coach is? Right. Who cares? Yeah. So what? If it's Jim it Boylan, mean, it, Jim John yeah. why doesn't just the Paxson coach him? Yeah, and, and the thing it. is, I mean, if they're gonna pay if they're gonna pay him anyway, you go, know, go once they let him go, if they're gonna pay out his contract, go. just leave him there. Just yeah. Just go. Why bring in somebody else? And I mean, they're not getting anything done right now. No, no, there's no point. So that, I, that's that's your answer, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, but that all happened. I mean, like, this whole thing kind of came together pretty quick over the end of last week. Just kind of boom. Oh, really? Boom. Oh, shit. And he's already hired his cap guy, right? And he's already hired an assistant GM who's going to probably Correct. be in charge of scouting, is my guess. Okay. Because you needed to fill that if you're going to do draft prep. Hey, um, so. the interwebs there, does it tell you who's on your short list right now for GM? Because br- next week they're bringing in three people. It, that is correct. Let me find the uh, linky link one from, the from Sixers. one KC Johnson. One from the Sixers, one from the here we go. Magic. I have, and, I have okay. the list. The internet's, oh, well, the there internet's, you go. There you go. Here we go. Uh, Bulls were granted permission to interview three candidates for the GM position. Mark Eversley of the Sixers. Da-na-na-na. Mark Hughes of the Clippers mm. and Matt Lloyd of the Magic, who used to be a member of the Boo front office. Oh, yeah. okay. That was uh, that was a Woj bomb earlier today. Uh, no Calvin Booth, which <coughs> makes me no. think he's probably taken over in Denver. Probably so. Okay. Yeah. So these are these are the three guys that they were granted permission to talk to and. Our guy Arturis is going to chat him up and pick one, I guess, right? Yeah, of those, it's down to those three, right? Yes. Yeah. No, it may not be. I mean, those are the, maybe those are just the first three that he's asked permission for. There could be others oh, that I he did. there could be others that maybe he didn't have to ask permission for. You know, so. I guess that's true. Yeah. And they when they were when they got Arturis, the people that they brought in were, I mean, it was the dregs of the dregs, right? Yeah. Do you remember? Who all they brought in? It was the uh, not uh, for for the Bulls for the uh, the president of basketball operations job. The guy that um, had ties to Phoenix. Oh, you mean uh, Colangelo? Yes, the younger Colangelo, not the, the younger Colangelo. But that guy's just as greasy. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You don't want that dude. No, I know, but the fact that they even interviewed him was just like, really? I know. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. guess you're just trying to keep it somewhere on the inter- somewhere on their interwebs. I don't know where it's at, but there's a picture of Karnasovas because he played for the, that Lithuanian team mm-hmm. in '92. Um, he's waiting to come in the game, but he went to the scores table and said, "Hey, I'm subbing for whoever." And he had a camera on him, and he's taking <laughs> he's taking pictures of the dream team, like <laughs> like. <laughs> like that's how big a deal basketball is was is or was in Lithuania. I mean, like it's a huge deal. It's like the national sport, and it's not according to Artur. It's not even close. Like it's, 
it's our it's our quote unquote religion. He said, "Wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if it's a way out, yeah, man. Just like you know, you don't you don't walk off the island, brother. You do it swinging. No, you do not. No, you do not. Hey, speaking of swinging, how's how's the uh, other park? I know you've been busy with other things, but you've been um, playing yeah, I'm or? still playing the Japanese league. Okay, um, great. I'm un- undefeated right now. Oh, the Giants are undefeated. Nice. They are nice. Uh, um." And that's really all I've got to say. Uh, no worries. Talking again to our um, Western and Oasis correspondent. Yes. Michael. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went and looked at it. And uh, he watched like a, a demo of it on YouTube or something. And he, yeah. he texted me and said, yeah, there's absolutely no way I'm wrapping my head around all of that. <laughs> and and I get that. Yes. And yeah. to be honest, I mean, I'm I'm kind of a dull bulb. So I, I'm, I just, I'm playing it straight, man. I yeah. mean, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not doing all the bells and whistles. In fact, um, to make my life easier in the Japanese league, I'm just the manager. Oh, good. So I'm, I'm not the GM <laughs> because yeah. that for doing that for the Cubs, that was the part that takes the most time and right. granted is the most fun. Yes. But, um, Really, I just want to see a baseball game every day, and that's the so. one. That's the one reason I don't think I've downloaded it yet. Pulled the trigger, yeah, yeah. because I, I am a man of habit. I am a man of rabbit hole, and if I get started on that, <laughs> I'll be in this office every day, all day. Right. I'm trying not to do that. I'm trying to, right? You know. Give my time, give a little time to catch up on life, so to speak. You know, trying to make your team better. Yeah, that's right. Mm. You know, I mean, it's almost to the point now where I would want to just take the Cubs' schedule, not manage, not GM, just and then sim just it. have them put, sim it yeah. and play it out every day, yeah. and have that be the game I watch. Exactly. But um, um, hey, speaking of trying to improve yourself, Jay, desperate times. Um, the bear. Yeah, man. They get to improve themselves in a couple weeks. Yeah, and I believe, in right? fact, uh, they do with the NFL draft. And yes. um, The Athletic put out an, a fantastic article all around the conference, mm-hmm. the NFC Norse. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to go through and give you who they, the top pick that they have for each team, and then we'll, we'll go to the Bear in, uh, in Detale. Okay. All right, so we're starting with the Vikings. The mm-hmm. Vikings are one of the few teams that excited that exited free agency with more needs than they entered with. Oops. Their primary needs are at uh, three technique defensive tackle, help on the offensive line, you have their tackle or guard, mm-hmm. wide receiver and cornerback. For me, I would have uh, listed wide receiver number 1 with uh, yeah. Stefan moving on. Correct. Um, they could also use a safety and edge rusher later in the draft, but the first three picks will almost certainly be spent at O-line, wide receiver, cornerback, or DT. Mm. So, knowing that, mm-hmm. the number two, uh, 22 pick goes to the Vikings, and at number 22, the Vikings can grab receiver who might be the most complete in the class, LSU's Justin Jefferson. Put to rest any questions about his speed by running a 4.4340. At the combine, Jefferson can fill the void left by Diggs. And uh, make Kirk Cousins quite happy. Yeah. All right. So now we go from the Viking to the dreaded Packer. Mm. Fuck the Packers. 
For a team that reached the NFC Championship game, the Packers have a lot of a lot of needs in the upcoming draft. The most glaring ones, the ones likely to be addressed with the number 30 overall pick, are an inside linebacker who can adequately defend against both the pass and the run while covering the width of the field, a wide receiver with game-changing speed, and a right tackle of the future who wouldn't mind being a backup for a couple of weeks or even a full season. Uh, the Packers signed inside linebacker Christian Kirksey to replace uh, Blake Martinez, but they need at least a sturdy insurance policy since Kirk. Kirksey has only played in nine games in the past two seasons. They signed wideout Devin Funches to compliment Devontae Adams, but he's more of a big-bodied weapon than a speed option. And they signed veteran offensive tackle Rick Wagner, but he isn't a long-term solution as Aaron Rodgers' strong side protection. So the number 30 pick for the hated Packer. Yes. Feels like Josh Jones, Austin Jackson... (laughs) Wait, feels like Josh Jones, Austin Jackson, Ezra Cleveland territory. There we go. Since that player doesn't necessarily need to start right away, it's probably best to choose the guy with most potential rather than the one most ready to plug and play. The ceiling for USC's Jackson feels the highest. So go with him and try to create an ultra-valuable asset. Hmm. So fucking the Packers, let's hope he's a bust. Let's hope he breaks his leg. Yes. Not die. Twice. I wish death on no one, but... You know, well, torn ACL wouldn't be the worst thing. Right. Just saying. I'm not saying. I'm just saying. You're just. Right. Okay. We're going to the Lion. Mm. Right now, their starting outside corners are Desmond Trufant and a player to be named later. Ooh. So they definitely need to look in that direction. Yeah. They're also short one, probably two edge guys. They, uh, they were in need of before cutting uh, Devin Kennard, and they haven't replaced him as their Jack linebacker. Their they haven't replaced their Jack good. linebacker yet. I know, right? Their defense is terrible. On offense, their plan all along seemed to get uh, Graham Glasgow walk. Uh, oh, they let Graham Glasgow walk for big money, uh, mm-hmm. big money contract. They replace him with a rookie or cheap fill-in, and Glasgow left for big money contract. So, the sneaky need is at wide receiver, where Detroit, Detroit currently has zero players <laughs> under contract it's beyond so uh, the twenty twenty Kenny Galladay. Did they spend like? Five consecutive first-round picks on wide receivers. Like, they did at one point or something like. That. They did, and then uh, <laughs> running backs. Ugh. They they had like top. I want to say top ten picks for wide receivers and running backs that all washed out. Just busters. Oh. Um, okay, so they get the number three pick. They do. Yes. So. Oh wow. <laughs> the number three pick will likely be coveted by a team that wants to have its choice of a non-Joe jo- uh, Burrow quarterback. So it wouldn't be a shock if the Lions moved a few spots back, collected a few more draft picks, and still drafted Ohio State cornerback Jeff Akuda. This would assume, uh, or this would also assume that the Giants are taking Isaiah Simmons or an offensive tackle at number four. Right. The so, although they need ah wide receiver. <laughs> They just, it says uh, Okuda is a near-perfect corner. So well, I mean, there, there, there are plenty of wide receivers available from the XFL. If you want to, they go for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. the XFL. That's right. Anyway. All right. So, Bear. the beloved. Bears. Bears have two openings for starters in the secondary, an outside corner, one mm-hmm. who preferably can play a physical press coverage, and a strong safety who can be a force in the box to let Eddie Jackson rove center field. Yeah. That strong safety also has to be 
able to cover tight ends. A third need would be on offense, an offensive tackle. Yes. One former player of Juan Castillo, our O-line coach, mm -hmm. said he likes athletic maulers Ooh. because they're going to because the Bears are going to be throwing the ball I, a lot. I, I like I like athletic maulers as well. Right? So you just go out and beat the piss out of somebody. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I agree. All right. So, with one of the second rounders the Bears could take because of course we do not have a first round pick. Nope. Uh Trayvon Diggs. 6 feet 1 inch, 205. And of course this would ensure that the NFC North still has a Diggs brother. He's a <laughs> Stefan younger brother. That's right. Diggs would be reunited, uh, reunited with Eddie Jackson, who was a senior at Alabama when Diggs was a freshman. Oh, okay. Uh, Diggs played receiver at the time, so he, they didn't really play together. Right. Uh, Bears are lucky that this draft is pretty deep at the top for cornerbacks. In other years, they might not be able to grab someone as good as Diggs. Virginia's Bryce Hall, LSU's Christian Fulton, or Auburn's Noah. Good, good luck here, pal. Igbenogini. Yes, that's it. Igbenogini, big, that guy. Yes. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <coughs> That's right. All right. Um, but it says, uh, safety isn't in stock this year, but two small school players could be available in the second round. Jeremy Chin from Southern Illinois is 6'3", 221, and runs like a corner. Uh, meanwhile, and you got to help me with this, Joe. I'll try. Lenore Rines? Lenore Rines. As a school? Oh, Lenoir Rhine. Lenoir. Yeah, thank Len you. Lenoir Dash Rhine. Yes. Thank you. Uh, Kyle Duggar. Okay. Is a little smaller at 6'1 and 217, but he's more explosive. And as a return guy, um, I watched a highlight film of him. He, uh, he was pretty impressive. But then again, he looked like a D1 player playing at a DTO school. You know? I mean, right. his size and speed yeah. right. just, just looked. He was an adult playing with kids. Yeah. Okay, uh, Bears don't pick again until the fifth round, but they can find someone, offensive line coach Juan Castillo might like here, South Carolina State tackle Alex Taylor, 6'8", 308. Has a huge upside, but will need work to, work to reach his potential. If the Bears want someone a little less athletically gifted, but more ready-made and nasty, West Virginia's Colton McKivitz might be the choice. Mm. I, like uh, I, want, I want a little nastiness. Right. But I mean, it's hard to pass up six eight three zero eight unless the guy just doesn't have a heart, right? Or his technique is just or terrible, terrible. footwork, or he's or, like a deer okay. on ice. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if the guy's a Garden Gate, then Correct. it doesn't matter how big or yeah. You can put anybody out there to do that. <laughs> yeah. Like you know, I could fall down. Correct. Yeah. Even yeah. Shit. Hell yeah, I can fall down. I don't even got me. One of the six rounders could be used on a developmental player at guard. There's a lot of uh, productive college players that will fail or fail, fall to this level. Read much, pal? Uh, the trick is finding one who can grow into a starter eventually. Clemson's uh, Tremaine Ankrum was a full-time starter at right tackle the past two seasons and a part-time starter as a sophomore. At 6'2", 316, he rejects as a guard in the NFL. He could be a good one with emergency tackle capability if given some time to develop. Hmm. Um, I don't know that we have time. Um, at line to develop people. I no, mean, no. we're gonna have to. We'll have to pick up people in the back to to yeah, develop. But exactly. we gotta have somebody that can step in today, mm, Junior. Yes, that's correct. Um, so was that it? Was it? Or yeah, we, that was the bear. Okay, so uh, I'm it's the same athletic. They have a general NFL column, 
um, 2020 mock draft where they literally oh. do the entire draft. Nice. So here's who they this, sit in and strap it down. This person has for the Bears being taken. Here we go. Ready? Oh, wait, before you do that, I just want to qualify what I just read you. Mm -hmm. Basically, what what they did is they took their head college reporter Mm -hmm. and had him go to uh, the beat reporter for the teams that we just talked about and say, what does your team need? They said, this is what we need. He said, this is the guy for you. Gotcha. So I liked that pairing. Yeah, this is just some dude. Right on. Dane Brugler. Um, he was talking that he has obviously Burrow going one, Chase Young going two, and Jeff Okuda to the Lions going three. There's he mentions in the blurb under the Lions that they're hoping that a team trades up to number two to get Justin Herbert from Oregon or Tua, so that Wait. Chase Young will fall to them. Wait a minute. Yeah. The last time you and I chatted it up, mm-hmm. Tua was a uh, second rounder. No, I, not anymore. Apparently, apparently, as each day goes by, his hip is getting more bionic as we speak. So there Good lord! Yeah, no. Yeah. Now, did he go to the combine? He couldn't, right? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, if there was I, only some sort of interconnected. Like, oh, there only way. Tagliavoa combine. Let's see. I wish I had a friend that worked I can't at imagine that Dad's he... company. Yeah, he did not go to the combine. Yeah. Because here's an article I, saying I that he's imagined. winning the combine without going. <laughs> so there you go. Um, so the top... The, I'll just go through the top ten real quick, and then I'll tell you who the Bears were going to get. So Burrow at one, obviously. Young two, Okuda three. Uh, offensive tackle Tristan Wirfs for the coach from the Hawkeyes uh, will be fourth to the Giants. And then two quarterbacks, Justin Herbert from Oregon at five and Tua going six to the Charger. Uh, Then seven Panthers would be Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson. Uh, Eighth, Cardinals, Derek Brown, defensive tackle, Auburn. Nine, Jags, C.J. Henderson, cornerback, Florida. And number 10 to the Browns, Makai Becton, offensive tackle, Wool from Wool. Wow. Yeah, those are the, that's the top ten, according to this mock draft. Um, so the Bears, as we all know, they have very little picks. They have, I mean, they, the number of picks they have is average, but where they're at is not average. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah. Um, let me find the Bears. No first, one. no fourth. Right. Oh, no third. No third. But they have two sixes and two sevens. So it's like they have like eight picks, but it's. It's all yeah. one, two, three, four, seven picks. So they have two twos, a five, two sixes, and two sevens. So here's who they have. According to this draft, this is another dude's opinion, so take it wherever you want to put it. Um, uh, their first pick, so 43 overall in the second round, to offensive guard slash center Lloyd Cushenberry from Louisiana State. Um, then their second, second round pick at 50, uh, edge rusher Curtis Weaver from Boise State, <clears throat> which I don't understand because you've already got Quinn and you've got Khalil, yeah, and you've got Roquan. Why? Anyway, and then the fifth pick, free safety J.R. Reed from Georgia. Uh, the first round, their first sixth round pick, Kishon Vaughn, running back, Vanderbilt. Uh, the two hundred pick overall, Quez Watkins. 
wide receiver Southern Miss. And then how big is he? Uh, that's a great question. There's no link. It just that's all it says. Just what he is. Um, okay. Uh, then first seventh round pick Parnell Motley from Oklahoma, and with their second seventh round pick Colton McKivitz, West Virginia tackle. Yeah, that um, was on our our list. And an interesting thing, by the way, I was going through, and in the uh, let me find the little blurb here. You'll be you'll that be was keenly, the less act a less less athletic nasty guy. You'll be keenly McKivitz. interested in this. The last pick of the sixth round goes to the Seattle Seahawks. And projected there, James Robinson. Ah, there you go. Hey. And then a little blurb under it. Robinson is a very Seahawk-style runner with his explosive testing numbers. He had a 40-inch vertical. Ooh. Nice. And workhorse-style ability in college, 5,200 all-purpose yards. Yeah. So there you go. We're going to miss him next year. Yeah, he would look good, on, look good in the blue and the, the navy and the orange, my friend. Yeah, but I fucking hate Pete Carroll. <laughs> Who does that? Fucking cheater. Who doesn't? Oh, man. Um, yeah, so um, <laughs> Mel Kuyper, who is becoming more and more clown shoes every day um, on Cap Show yeah. today, they, they said that his pick for the Bears was an undersized wide receiver that would uh, take the place <laughs> of, like, Taylor Gabriel. And wow. this cat is, like, projected to be the 12th receiver overall in the draft. Yeah. So can you imagine 11 receivers going before the Bears get to pick? That would be awful. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that, right? There's got to be somebody better. I mean, it's a deep – my understanding is it's a, it's a deep <coughs> – excuse me, a deep uh, draft for wide receivers. Right. So, so it's how, possible, question mark? That like a third of the teams are going to take a wide receiver in the first round? Maybe. I mean, did you even read? Did you even read one in the top ten? No, I don't no. Think so. Let me go back. I got no. Ready. I mean, number ten was an old lineman, quarterback, rusher, cornerback, tackle, quarterback, quarterback, linebacker, defensive tackle, cornerback, tackle. Yeah, the first wide receiver twelve to the yeah. to the, the Raiders. Ooh, by the way, note on the Raiders, their stadium might not be ready. Uh, <laughs> that doesn't make sense though, because construction's essential. And they, not only that, but they can work year round. It's not like they got to stop yes. for cold. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, no. Apparently, I heard on the radio today that the, the that their stadium might not be ready. That it's so Vegas. Tell me about it. Um, oh my god. Yeah, exactly. Um, eh, uh, <laughs> unions not getting paid enough money. Somebody's got. You're not going to have guys out there to get things done. You got to wet some beaks, man. You want to fucking open on time? That's right. Pay me. That's right. Fuck you, pay me. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But in any area, yeah. So that's the. But anyway, back to your statement. The, yeah, the first wide receiver picked is the is at twelve. But then you've got one, two, three, four, five, five in the first round. After that. Yeah. So the first okay. one, the first one doesn't go till twelve. Mm-hmm. That it's going to be according to this anyway. C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma is going to be the first one taken, and then Jerry Judy from Alabama, then as I scroll down, Denzel Mims from Baylor. Then these are not obviously back to back to back, but uh, and then Justin Jefferson. So those are the five. To add to the clown shoes of one Mr. Mel Kuyper, mm-hmm. the description of the guy was obviously that he was small. 
He could play slot. Um, Hayeva. Hayeva. He had nine drops last year. <laughs> He's like, so if he can improve on that, and I'm thinking, yeah, Mitch, no. No. No, 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 no. Mitch has enough problems. <laughs> I mean, he and, he and Foles are going to need somebody to bail him out more right. than they're going to need, you know, somebody hurting him. Speaking of that, did you see the uh, the thing on Twitter about uh, social distancing of Mr. Trubisky? Did you see? Um, no. Somebody, some restaurant in Chicago put up, hey, let's keep, you know, 10 feet apart from everybody. And in case you can't figure out where that, what 10 feet is, imagine you're a wide receiver for the Bears and where Mitch Trubisky threw the ball and where you are, oh, that's 10 feet. <laughs> like, that's unfair. <laughs> so, that's unfair. There were so many drops last year. I know, that, that is, it was just funny. That's, I'm not saying I it's true. I know. Just, oh, no. <laughs> it, but there were plays. Oh, no, no, he had plenty, it, plenty of drops. Yeah. Yeah, but there was also plenty that were uh, thrown at feet. Yes. And there were a couple um, There were a couple of bailouts. Right. That, For uh, sure. I mean, Allen Robinson. Oh, that guy, that dude, guy if it was wasn't for him. Amazing, right? Pay the man. Pay the man. Pay the man his money. Pay it. Oh, man. So uh, so what, uh, what, what's been on the TV of late? Oh, dude. I, my nerd card is just oh. bleeding. Oh, boy. My wife and I pretty much, um, yeah, we, uh, we've been binge-watching the, uh, the Doctor Who. Oh, and nice. um, Midsummer Murders, that's kind of been our uh, that's it, our dietary TV uh, viewing. And I, I think, well, it's not hard to figure out, but right. it, it struck me the other day that we like them because they're you know they're easy to follow. Correct. You can kind of do other stuff. I mean, you can scroll while it's on. Right. Um, good always defeats evil. Correct. And um, it's British. Yes, so, of course. So, so, so it ticks all those three boxes. Exactly. Uh, my main How are thing, you and um, finding things? Curse of Oak Island? No, just kidding. Um, yes. Last week's episode was lame. It was weak. No. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. No. Nothing fun happened. But apparently tonight, good things are going to happen. So, um, I've, I've gone back and I found um, uh, my on-demand service from Xfinity, of course. <clears throat> has um has got the old Good Eats every episode of Good Eats on it. So I've been, uh-huh. I've been watching a lot of Good Eats, to be honest with you. Nice. Um and uh You cooking a lot? Um no. That's okay. the thing though. Like uh, like even without the you know, the quarantining and all that good shit. Mm-hmm. Um I would uh, on the weekends it's Food Network or History Channel. Like I don't watch. Oh yeah, I knew. I knew that. I yeah. was just that was an aside. I don't. I don't. I can cook, and it's like I can't. I just don't. I just. I try to make one big thing and have it last me a couple of days. Like today, I'll make the the, the old Joe, Joe's bowl of meat. Yeah, man. Ground beef, uh, yep. Italian seasoning, garlic powder, onion powder, and um, Parmesan cheese. And we have some spare uh, taco cheese, so I've been putting that on there too. Nice. Yeah, it's really see. Good. And for all you you kids out there that uh, need your protein, that's how I get mine. And the low I, carbs. That's right. Yeah, I um, I'm pretty much. The older I get, the more I kind of am gravitating to being a vegetarian. Gotcha. Just, but there are times that 
just I meat, need it, right? Got to have some meat. And that's uh, that's where I turn. I turn to Joe's bowl of meat. Yeah, However, right. when I do it, I throw in some mushrooms Ooh. and a little bit of diced onion, would, and that blows the whole carb I would, thing. I I understand. I would but, love to throw in some mushrooms. Nothing would make uh, me happier than to throw in yeah. mushrooms. However, I don't want to be in bed. Right, it man. Fucking hurts. The gout. So, the gout. And uh, of course, wrestling. And yeah. a, a political turn of events happening in Florida, Jane. Oh. So. This uh, just in. So apparently yesterday or Friday, the governor of Florida announced that it was a general statement, but for some reason it fit the WWE's needs to a T. Basically, if you're taping entertainment, they have considered that essential. Essential business. So right. Um, at any rate, so now WWE is going to be live, back to being live every every time they're on. So when, Monday nights, Raw last night was Raw was live. Um, NXT on Wednesdays will be live, and uh, SmackDown on Fridays will be live. The reason why is because they have to fulfill their contracts with the networks. Right. The networks only allow so many pre-taped shows. Got it. So. They have to fill their end of the bargain. But doing it live and taping it at the same time, they're still in under the... Correct. Right. Yeah. So um, so this uh, th- this is just now coming out, apparently, that Linda McMahon, who is Vince McMahon's wife, right? <sighs> I know. I know. She's on the, Trump's cabinet. Like, she's the chair of the Small Business Administration. And is friends with the governor of Florida. So it should come as no shock that it is. They have now been deemed essential business. It should come as no shock. And Donald Trump is in, I believe he's in the WWE Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he is. And you know it went just like this. Linda, (laughs) call Don John. (laughs) Tell him we need to go live. (laughs) But to my ass, I already lost the XFL. Uh, oh, and there's uh, there's going to be lawsuits, by the way. That's going to happen. Really? Uh, yeah. Apparently, <clears throat> Vince claimed from the jump that the that World Wrestling Entertainment had no piece of the XFL, and um, they filed for bankruptcy yesterday uh-huh. or Friday right. or yesterday. Yeah, they own twenty three percent of the XFL. Oh, and okay. when you're a publicly shared company, yeah, yeah, no, he's going to get sued. Wow. So it has not been a good year for Vince McMahon. He, he needs this year to end yeah. as soon as possible. Because he's just getting... I mean, it's well, his own doing. Like, he's bringing it on himself. That's it's exactly like right. Yeah. No, it's not like... It, it's like, oh, poor Vince. Like, no, no, no. Right. Everything except for... I mean, the COVID obviously was not, but... Right. Like, don't be a dick. Like, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> just... Play uh, by the rules, dude. That's right. That's it. Just play by the rules. <coughs> and... um. Uh, AEW is they've pre-taped, I think the last next three weeks, so they're golden. They don't have to do anything. Okay. Um, they almost got shut down, by the way. When they really, yeah, when they were going to start, they did it at um, one of Cody Rhodes's friends, who is who wrestles for them and works in the office for them. Owns do it for Cody. That's right. This one's for Cody, and uh, they tr- he owns a training. Gym, for like for wrestling, teaching school, wrestling school. Um, that's where they did it out of. And the cops came like half hour before they were going to start and said, "Nope, 
you can't do this. And then they showed all the paperwork that they got clearance from the city and everything else. And then, you know, they let it go. But they saw the cars parked out front. What the fuck is this? So, yeah. Was he Stardust or Gold Dust? He was Stardust. Okay. His brother, uh, Dustin. Sorry, Zay. His brother, Dustin, was Gold Dust. Got it. And Cody hates Stardust. <laughs> he hates the character. <laughs> the, he, he, his last two years in WWF were just the most depressing time because he was stuck in this gimmick. Yeah. He didn't want, but, you know, when they, when it's fake and they tell you what to do, I shouldn't say fake. That's incorrect. When, when it's, when, when it's, it's scripted. Correct. When the entertainment factor of it. So what did he hate about it? I can't remember. He, uh, he was basically a goof. Like he just, he, he was like mentally unstable. The character was not him, but the character was mentally unstable shit like that like he was just weird like it wasn't meat and potatoes like his dad right like his dad it was clear that his dad was this you know right I mean? yeah so i mean like it just he just hated it <laughs> he just absolutely hated it <coughs> but well, now he doesn't have to do he can do whatever he wants he's the boss right he's the does, boss does he still have that like creepy porn mustache no okay good no now he's got well, a neck was that part of the character yeah Okay. He's got a neck tattoo now. Oh, wow. There you go. And what does that mean to the general population, Joe? Uh, I don't know. It means no second interview. There you go. That's right. Thank you. Well, when you're the boss, yeah. don't, sure. really, don't really need a second interview. <laughs> right. He's a, when he's the boss. He's uh, boss. Clock of the you know, oh, Go ahead. Sorry. We, we almost made it through all of these episodes yes. recently. Yep. Without me saying two words, Joe. What's that? I hate these two words. Okay. I hate America for embracing these two words. Yeah. But I'm going to say them. Okay. Tiger King. No shot. Yeah. Thank you. No shot. I have not yeah, watched I've, it. I will not watch don't. it. No, I'm not. Don't watch mm, it. Don't nope. talk about nope. it. Don't. Mm-mm. No, it's, I will tell you, um, I I did. I binged it with my lovely wife mm-hmm. um but it is literally hot garbage in a dirty diaper yeah if, i've heard I mean, nothing redeeming no, about it no i mean and i i had trouble i mean in fact at one point i told her and god i'm becoming such a pussy at my old age <laughs> but i told her at one point i'm like listen with all that's going on in the world right now i don't know why anybody would choose to watch a car crash i mean i get i get the appeal to it other times right 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 uh, but right now, it just, it's, I, I, I told her, I'm like, listen, I can only do one of these episodes at a time. I mean, yes. at the end of it, it's just like, oh, I'm just, I'm done. Yeah. I mean, I had to go take a shower. It's just, I mean, <coughs> nobody redeemable in it. No. it the, everybody is just trash. And, uh, yeah. No. So that's, uh, that's a quick review for you. Um, you don't I watch got it. it out. <laughs> yeah. Don't watch it. <laughs> Enough other people are watching it, and now there's memes. And it, I mean, it's it got so popular so fast that it's already a parody of itself. Yeah. Yes. So. Yeah. A hundred percent. And then uh, another thing I've been watching, by the way, uh, yeah. I think I mentioned this in the last podcast too, is Amanda Shires, the ISO Lounge. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been really good. Uh, yesterday they did a cover of uh, um, Into the Mystic, which is an Isbel standard. Cover. It is. Um, 
of Van and the Man. He, and he tweeted today, just real quick, if you're practicing guitar a lot lately and looking for new techniques to work on, I recommend spending time with your volume and tone knobs. Oh. There you go. Because I, I am like most uh, guitar players. I just crank everything up. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, to 11. Yes, please. Grip it and rip it. Correct. All the way up, all the way up, all the way up, all the way up. Where do you go from there? <laughs> exactly. One louder. <laughs> don't even look at it. I was just going to point. Don't even point. No. We're done. No. <laughs> I, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because the Isbel 24 frames. Outstanding. From, from quarantine. Yeah. And, I mean, it was all done on Zoom, right? Yeah. However, they had to be done one at a time. Yes. Because anybody that's been on a Zoom call knows that whatever is making the noise is what gets the feature and is recorded. Correct. So I wonder the order it went. I mean, obviously, Jason was first, right? Oh, yeah. I got and then yeah. did he send it to Derry? <coughs> my, my guess mm-hmm. is that he sent it to Chad Gamble. Yeah. Because inside... You got to get the shuffle on, in there. Inside scoop on, on music recording as a rule for... I know that's the way we do it. <laughs> and the way that most people do it is you record the drums first. Yes. And then you record everything else. Correct. That's that's the point of it. Like you make sure the drums are done first, and then you record everything else. Unless you're Sugar, on their second album, you record to a drum machine, and then do the drummer last, who fills in, comes back, and plays over the drum machine. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, they, he had a kid, and so they had all the studio time booked. Uh, there might have been complications with the kid or something. I don't remember, but the drummer. Um, Was not available. But, so they just recorded everything to a drum machine. And then the drummer came back like three months later and put the drums down over the finished tracks. Because like, if you listen to that album, you're like, man, this thing is so tight. Like these guys must have you know, practiced for days or whatever. Like, oh, wait, no, it's a drum machine. Never mind. It's, I mean, it's not a drum machine on the final product, but all the guitars and bass and everything else was recorded with a drum machine. Just so weird to me. Like it's like, it's odd. It's not how we it work is usually. Odd. Um, Clock and Walters. Oh, I'm looking at my Gucci's about that time. It is. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening to this episode of uh, It's That Podcast. Uh, we are on Twitters. Uh, I am at Triple Lindy's. Jason is at J the Letter. R-E-T-T-E-L. Shirley. Sleet Shirley. Excuse me. J. Sleet Shirley. Uh, you can email us. Joe at ItsThatPodcast.com or Jason at ItsThatPodcast.com. We are on Facebook. www.facebook.com. It's That Pod. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Podcast, blah, 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 Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and now Alexa. Just by saying, hey, Alexa, play It's That you Podcast whore. through the playing app. That's right. Great review and subscribe. Don't cost nothing. Yeah, man. Just click, click, click. Just, you know, yeah. HBO. I mean, in, in this time when everybody is reaching right. out and trying to take care of their fellow yeah. man. Give us a little clicky click. Yeah. Take That's it. all it takes. Five stars. Boom. You don't even have to write nothing. No. Just boom. That's it. Clicky click. That's all you got to do. We want to thank you guys for listening to this episode of It's That Podcast. Fuck the Packers and fuck their draft. And the Twins. And the Cardinals. Especially the Twins.